Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast. A podcast where two random nerds are going to talk about the media they consumed last month for the last time for 2022. Even though it's 2023 now and it's nearly the end of January. But it's fine because we're still alive. Woohoo! Our best and worst has been out. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Please. Also, I'm Connor. I'm Harry. Hello, hello, hello. We are your hosts for this evening. Um, it's great to be back at this uh, wonderful, wonderful arena. We are we are live on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please do not swear. This is when I would um, I would just make it edit it so it sounds like we're in an <laughs> in like a, a stadium. <laughs> oh yeah, and after I say please do not swear, you should put the Big Brother theme in. No, I never watched that. I don't get that. Reference. You never watched Big Brother. <laughs> I watched bits of it, but I my, only know, I mainly know it from Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> my stepmom loved it, so every time I went around my dad's house, she'd be watching it if it was on. Oh Christ! Um, but she was a Can't child. Write. No, I'm joking. Uh, and <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're talking about the things that we uh, watched and read and uh, listened to last month. Um, so that's December. But we're also going to maybe talk about some of the things we've watched this year so far, just to, because we're not going to be doing these monthly for a little bit. We never, because we never explicitly said at the last end of the last episode that it was the end of series three. <laughs> we so, just kind of, we just kind of assumed you all knew. And that was the end anything. of series three, and we are taking an extended break, like we did last time, uh, probably until spring. Um, yeah, I can't imagine it'll be any later than. Uh, December next uh, this year. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think like December twenty fourth, twenty fifth, maybe. We're, we're trying. It'll be out this year, later this year, like in spring. Speaking of things coming later this year and not confirmed release dates, did you see the Invincible teaser? I really enjoyed it. It was great. I was like, yeah. no, this is perfect. This is everything I wanted it to be. Just them, just being like, calm down, all right. We're, we're making it. It's being made right now. <laughs> yeah, like give us a fucking break. I also like the um. Just the setup of it, it's just being like, you haven't been around for ages. What have you been up to? It was like, I've been animating, I've been recording my vocals, I've been writing the script. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, and this is what, good. And that's exactly the viewpoint. Right, look, you'll get more episodes, like we said, later this year. Not going to give you a, a, a date because we don't want to pressurise ourselves into getting it out by that date. We want to, like we did with Series 3, take our time. We've got some cool things planned that we'll that we'll reveal in the coming months you just need to keep your eyes out for it and as i said on on only on the twitter recently what comes after season three you'll have to find out in the spring or maybe early summer exactly exactly but what even if it gets to spring you're like oh it's still not out yet it will be coming we'll definitely keep you updated uh, we'll have year updates we've got some ideas for how we're going to want to promote it maybe make some video content one Mm -hmm. one video content I had an idea I said to Harry before the pod, and I think he liked it. But I did. Take some work. Might take some writing from my part. It will. But it'll be good to put some effort to things. I don't know. Anyway, um, because it was December, I tried to get out as much content as I could for the end of the year. Nice. So, um, out. I say out as in in to me. I wasn't releasing any content apart from the podcast. <laughs> Correct. Um, and my blog, which I think I'm probably not going to do as much this year just because i just don't enjoy it as much anymore <laughs> uh, yeah i think that was me at the end of last year with review lab not that i didn't enjoy it but i i took a break for it and i think i'm going to try and focus a little bit on it this year if i can but again think... it's like it's like this i just don't want to pressure myself into anything yeah 
My thing is I already do so much writing that then feeling like writing a blog post is just hassle. Yeah. No, <laughs> then I'm also either. like, oh, I don't want to be recording anything. Just like, I don't want to make a video. I'm not going to do that either. That would just take me forever. I'm yeah, I'm def- good at I'm good at fo- getting focused and then doing something like for like for a while, but I yeah anyway. Yeah, I think I'm definitely going to move the review lab away from its blog format and use the website more as a kind of gateway to access whatever I put up, whether yeah. that be like you know uh, audio content or video content that kind of thing, and that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out at the moment. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but we so. I don't know about you with uh, any music last month, but I listened to 15 albums. Fuck off. Not including the um, uh, the Avatar soundtrack. So 16 albums. Shit of And not including the full Avatar soundtrack, actually, because I didn't listen to that. <laughs> I didn't realise listen- they released a full one. I-, I listened to the first one, and then I didn't realise they released a full one. Oh, yeah, no, I listened to the full one. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, I'll just run them off, and I'll say the ratings, because I've got more listed here. I listened to Alter Bridge's new album, Pawns and Kings, gave it just an album. I listened to Bloody Hammers, Washed in Blood, gave it Forgettable. Dragonland, The Power of the Night Star, just an album. Funny fun fact about that album is uh, the last track on the album is a cover of Oblivion, the song from the film Oblivion. Um, oh, fair. Yeah, just random. Um, I w- a album called Revenge at All Costs from Confess, I gave it Forgettable. Uh, Kissing Dynamite, Not the End of the Road, Skip because that's the lowest rating and it was a bad album uh dawn of solace flames of perdition just an album praying mantis catharsis skip venom prison erebos just an album amorphous halo just an album cult of luna the long road north just an album ibaraki rashomon uh memorable Janny lee matainen that's the name of the guy my father's son just an album three days grace explosions just an album necrogoblicon fun name uh, the Fundamental Slimes and Humours, just an album, and Papa Roach, Ego Time, Forgettable. Fair play, yeah, I've, I, I don't, I have, yeah, I haven't listened, I listened to the Avatar soundtrack, the yeah. full one, I thought that was, I loved that, I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, I, I made lists, so I have everything listed. Nice, yeah, and I, I, well, I've been going back and listening to, um, uh, I've talked about it all the time, but Big Finish, like, I've got all my Doctor yeah. Who ones on like a customised playlist in the order I brought them so I've been listening from the beginning while waiting for the next box set to come out so yeah. I've been like, listening to those and catching up on like the Weekly Planet podcast and, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff but um, yeah unfortunately no albums from me since then I mean since then I have listened to a few albums this year but I've not none of them that were released this year these are just all I'm now I'm now listing all the albums I listened to yeah. for the first time I listened to, for the first time, all the way through Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon album. Fair. Gave it a memorable. Uh, Treat, The Endgame, just an album. Joe Satriani didn't, for some reason I haven't listed the name of his album. I think it's called Sahara, but oh, yeah. that might just be one of the songs. Memorable. Uh, Michael Romeo, or Romeo, War of the Worlds Part 2, just an album. Lords of the Trident, The Offering, memorable. Bad Omens, The Death, and Pe- Death of Peace of Mind, which I've, I really like that album, gave it a memorable. And Diablo, When All the Rivers Are Silent, I really like that album, gave it front to back, which is the top rating. Hmm. Albums. What? So, what about what about television shows for you? Ah, I've actually... I know you watch, I know there's one you watch that we'll talk about in a second, because I know we'll talk about that for a little bit, probably. Yes, I've got a couple of others. Um, uh, I'll just go through them, because it's a couple of like little special kind of things. But, um, so I watched, first I watched Ramesh Raganathan's new comedy special, uh, is that the cynic? Yeah, or just cynic. 
uh, the cynic, I think. Um, but that was good. I enjoyed that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Retro Agonathan. Um, I also watched and finished finally um, a TV show called Robert Kirkman's Secret History of Comics. It's about six episodes. And each one goes for a different area of comic books and their evolution. So from Marvel, DC, uh, Image Comics, and also about how comics um, were impacted after 9-11 and what they did to kind of show their appreciation for like firefighters and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Kind of like... Uh, I think you mentioned this before or something, didn't you? Like, yeah, because I started watching it last year. Um, Maddie's, Maddie's dad recorded them all for me. And I really it's a really, really good series so i definitely yeah. if you can find a way to watch it i would recommend it a lot I, um, yeah what's it on well like i sky, watched it, it yeah i watched it yeah. on sky um well if it but, stays on there maybe once last of us is finished i'll watch it because i'm going to just probably binge that when it's on there yeah that's fair yeah um i also watched um joe lysett's comedy special new comedy special mm-hmm. um which is very very funny i, I can't really give the thing about his special is he he has a lot of kind of secret stuff that makes a special as good as it is. So you can't really talk about it very much, but I would recommend it. Um, and also, uh, there was a, there was something called Beauty and Beast, a 30th celebration. Yeah. Um, me and Maddie watched that over Christmas because someone had access <coughs> to it at my mum's. Um, and that was just a really nice kind of TV special, kind of like celebrating the animated movie and, and all that kind of stuff. So... Fair yeah, enough. it was. I've watched a, a few, a few little TV things. I oh yeah, I started a documentary TV documentary called A Trip to Infinity, and I fell asleep. So, oh um, very good, very good. Very good. Yeah. But um, as Connor said, oh no, you go first, and then we'll. Talk I was gonna say I'll get Elmine out of the way. I well in December I started New Girl and watched the first two seasons, and this year I ended up finishing all of it. So good. Uh, it is good. It, it peaks, I think, season four and five, um, but I was still emotionally invested in the show. Yeah, um, I think season seven is its worst season. I don't remember it. <laughs> uh, it it takes place like three years later, and it just oh, is yeah. only eight episodes or something like that. Yeah, um, and I just feel like it didn't feel like a full like a full season or completed idea, and it felt like they were just trying to wrap it up. Yeah, like but it didn't wrap up. I don't think it was satisfying because it was like an ending you kind of expect. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, overall, I think it's it was a solid show, and I wasted time watching it. So you know, it was decent. Um, I've also tr- I tried continuing the Orville recently. Oh, really? Watched, watched an extra three episodes, which I was like, "Oh, these are pretty decent." And on the la- I'm on, I've been on the last episode now for a week. The, not the last episode, the most recent, ep- not the most recent episode. The last episode I watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get which is still mean. season one. I've been on it for a week because I just think it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting back into it at all. But like. I ha- there was a few episodes there where I was like, oh, you know what? The show's actually getting good here. But the worst thing about the show, for me, the thing that takes me out of every single episode is all the references are clearly things that Seth MacFarlane remembers from his youth or even mm. from like his adulthood now. Because it's like, every reference is from the early 2000s, the 90s or the 80s, or even the 70s. And it's like, the show is set 500 years in the future. Why yeah. are they consistently referencing stuff from our time? Yeah, like, it makes don't, not a lot of sense. And it's, I get that that's his style of comedy. It always has been, like referential humour. Yeah, but it works in Family Guy, but not necessarily in other shows. No, like. it, do, it doesn't work in a sci-fi, because I was talking to my mum and being like, did they ever do that in like original Star Trek? And she was like, not really. <laughs> yeah. Like, they sometimes do the episodes where it's like, oh no, we've gone to a planet that's the Old West. 
Yeah. But like in this in uh fucking what's it called? In Orville they go to a planet that's like, oh, this is like twenty first century you know, Earth. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, I get what they're doing there, and that's when you'd probably make more references, but like there was an episode where they're talking about Barry Manilow being like one of the greatest singers, and I get like, yeah, I know people still say that to this day, but it's like in five hundred years time, will we still be talking about the same people? Yeah, in five hundred years time, I don't think anyone's gonna give a shit about Copacabana. Like, like how often are we talk? I know he's st- we- he's still referenced a lot, but how often do we actually talk about the original works of Shakespeare? Yeah, true. Like it's all ad- adaptations now. Like, yeah, we do still like oh Romeo and Juliet, the whole you know love story thing. Like, there's so many things that still do the Romeo and Juliet storyline. Yeah, but it's like it's we don't cons- consistently talk about his stuff and i know mu- music is one thing that can transcend time like we still talk about people like mozart beethoven and all that kind of shit yeah and to think their music was never recorded when it was first made so because you couldn't True. record music but anyway yeah that was just what that's my biggest gripe with the orville is just that all the references are just just take me out of it because i'm like this just reminds me of now not of a sci-fi oh okay yeah 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 i completely um, agree and i also finished season three of mythic quest I haven't even started it. Um, it might be better as a whole because I binge watched the first two seasons and then I watched this one like not even weekly in the end. I ended up binging the last four episodes. How is it? It's not great. <laughs> okay. It's just yeah. not very funny. I st- I did. I think it ended strongly, but that could have just been because I binged them in the end and I was. But like, I think if you watch the whole series, it feels like it feels like it. I mean, some stuff is like some characters move into like a different. You know, they, they develop in a certain direction. Yeah. But then for the most part, it sort of resets the status quo. Well, that's the thing. Like, I've not... Um, I've not heard anything about Series 3. That's how... Yeah. I didn't even know it was out. There's there's another... They do, you know, when they do, like, the one-off episodes. Yeah. Like, there's a good one of those in this series. Okay. Um which I thought was very interesting. I think Megan Gans maybe directed an episode. Hmm. Um, and, oh, Ashley Birch actually, I think, directed maybe one or two episodes as well. And one hmm. of the ones she directed, I think, was one of the best episodes. Yeah, I'm looking now. So this season had Rob Rob McElhenney um, direct two, Danny Pudi directed one. Yeah, Danny Pudi directed one, didn't he? David Hornsby... Megan Gans did one. Ashley Birch did one. So yeah, a lot of the cast directed this year. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's funny. The first thing that came... One of the first things that came up after I searched Ashley Birch was Ashley Birch brother. <laughs> nice. You mean you mean Anthony Birch, host of Dungeons and Daddies? <laughs> um. Yeah, in terms of TV, I think oh, that I also start watch the first episode of Sonic Prime. Oh, okay, which is it's all right. I'm gonna I do want to continue watching it, but I think it, it's it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. Before we talk about the main one, I've actually got two more to add that I forgot to talk about when you're when you added yours. Okie dokie. Oh, can I do? Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't know if you were still. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, done. sorry. Um, so these are ones that I've started in January, and the reason I'm going to mention it now is because obviously we're not going to do this bonus for a little, for a couple, however long, for a little bit. Yeah. So I want to then in my in the next one I'll, I'll be like, oh, this is if I tell you if I finished it and if I did what I thought. Yeah. Um, so obviously, 
I did. I watched the first episode of The Last of Us this mm-hmm. week, um, and Connor knows I'm a very, very, very big fan of the game, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about it too much because I know Connor hasn't watched it. And he's gonna watch the series as a whole, um, and I do think it should go in. You shouldn't. Anyway, very, very good. I was very, very pleased, as a lot of people were. Um, also, just to, I, I do know the plot, obviously, of The Last of Us. <laughs> of course, no, of course, yeah. But um, what I will say is that when I first played the game, I got emotional, of course. When I watched this first episode, Pedro Pascal in that scene, which if you've played the game, you know mm-hmm. what that scene is, made yep. me cry fully. Like, he, he is outstanding um, in the show, but in that scene especially. I've never seen anything like it. Him and Nico Parker. Um, yes, and then I've also, me and Maddie. We've watched the first season of Modern Family. It was always a show that I was never interested in. And then we went to Maddie's brother the first weekend of the year. And he had it on. And then we came back and finished the first season in a week. And I'm really enjoying it. It's really good fun. Um, mm. So I'd, I'd recommend that as well if you're into like comedy and want a nice chill watch. I've seen a couple um, of clips of it where I'm like, this it looks it does seem quite funny. And then I've also seen clips where I'm just like, is this trying to be funny? I don't know what's yeah, going on I'm, here. I was the same, and I've just kind of gone into the show going, you know what, fuck it, let's give it a chance, and I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend it. I think you'd enjoy it as like a like with New Girl, kind of easy to watch, stick it on, mm. that kind of thing. Um, do you know? Yeah. What I was just saying. Do you know what's funny? Looking at the list of films I watched last year, uh, last what? in December. What? All of them were released in 2022. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I've already talked about all of them technically. <laughs> Um, well, before we get to film, should we talk about... I finished a show that kind of finished last year, but I finally got around to finishing it. Yeah. Um, I've watched Andor on yeah, Disney+. Plus. finally. It was, it was fucking outstanding. It was... It is. It is incredible. Really, really good. I think it gets better as it goes. I did drop off in the middle a little bit, and and obviously I've only just come back to it. I think I sent this to kind of for the podcast. I think the prison arc... Which is like episodes like I want to say it's um I think it's seven to nine or six, eight to ten. I think it's I think it's only two episodes. Nice three. The prison I thought is so oh no I'm trying to think no, no I think it's four episodes sorry I think no I'm thinking the last two episodes because it, usually it was that it was that it was how many episodes was it overall? Twelve. Eleven. Eleven. Was it eleven? Yeah, let me have a look. I've got my laptop up. And or twelve. And or twelve. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was episodes... So, yeah, because fir- I know the, the first three episodes were like a grouping. The second three episodes were a grouping. Um, Eight one, to eleven. One, two, three, four. He, uh, no, he's out on ten. Ten. It's um, it's seven to ten, because he gets... Seven is when he gets arrested. Right, okay, yeah. So eight is eight to ten, really. Seven is like the one that's like in the in-between episode. Yeah. But I think I think that arc makes the entire like the whole show's great, but that arc is makes the entire show. That arc's incredible, very tense as well. Oh no, it's great. Um, um, uh, I think yeah. in terms of Star Wars, it is one of the best things to come out of Star Wars because it it serves itself. It serves well as a, as a show, not just yeah. as a not just as a um a Star Wars thing. It's uh, you know and I we think, see I all think... these. We we see all these different facets of like, of the universe that we haven't got a chance to really look at before, especially set in this time period. Like yeah, 
it's the only time you really feel like feel the emperor empire is like a as a you know a presence as you know what i mean like no yeah i completely get you a different kind of presence at least and i think i think we see how the em- we see how the empire is affecting the everyday people rather than just the um the heroes yeah and i think i think something that works for me with andor is i think we spoke about this when the first three episodes came out they released the first three episodes because it's good to watch the first three like back to back kind of thing because it makes like one overarching yeah, story. Yeah, I mean, none of those first three episodes work well individually. No, and I think with the rest of the series, especially this arc, the prison arc, whilst the three episodes on their own work and really helped with it, I'm sure had so much anticipation week to week. Mm. I also think I benefited from like especially those three episodes binging them back to back so I felt like I was watching like a very high action tense film yeah and I just couldn't take my eyes away from the screen for like an hour and a half something else that's fantastic about this show what is the way speeches are written yeah like we get Nemec's manifesto is brilliantly written and it's performed by Alex Lawther obviously famous for the TV show The End of the Fucking World yep Um, and then you get Kino Loy's speech uh, to the prison, to the prison. Yep. Um, Andy Serkis' character, obviously. Oh um, yes, of course. His speech that he he steals the final lines from Cassian. <laughs> yep. Um, and then you also get Luthen's speech to that uh, guy who he's got within the Empire. Yep, and um, yeah. Marva's speech as well. Oh yeah, and that one at the end, yeah. So I mean, there's just yeah, I was banking. On it. I was just thinking, I was just thinking so much about how good Stellan Skarsgård was, to be fair. <laughs> True, but so, so you know, the director of the prison arc and the first three episodes was also the yeah. You director... don't you don't have to tell me. I was the one that picked up on it. <laughs> yeah, he did Reichenbach Fall for Sherlock as well, and he did um... Bo Willerman. Fucking, he also he did. Those. He wrote those, didn't he? He Bo directed. Willerman... No, Bo Willerman wrote. Bo Willerman wrote the episodes and Toby Haynes directed them. Yeah, and for those Doctor Who fans, Toby Haynes directed the season five finale, the Christmas special, and the season well, six to- opener. Toby Haynes also directed the first three episodes. Yes, that's yeah. First three uh, and the and the prison arc. And the prison arc, yeah. But um, the prison arc was written by Bo Willerman, who did House of Cards. Oh shit! Yeah, I I was watching it, being like, oh my god, this writing's incredible. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah, when I when I when I when I when I saw his name in the credits, I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" Bo Willerman writing Star Wars. I didn't know I wanted that. <laughs> yeah, that's mad. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about, actually. <laughs> but, like, no, I was, sorry, I was I'll talk about Toby Haynes. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was distracted by like Bo Willerman directing. He's uh, writing. Sorry, he's a great writer. Um, obviously, Tony Gilroy's brother Dan Gilroy as well. Yeah, I think it's his brother. But Dan Gilroy, obviously, he's been a writer and director in some films. He wrote Kong Skull Island. He directed Nightcrawler. Oh. And wrote that. Nightcrawler's a great film. Um, he wrote... He did the story for Real Steel. Nice. And he wrote The Bourne Legacy. Ooh. Um, But yeah. They've done some good stuff. Both the, the Gilroys. Yeah. And this show. And then how it ends with that end credit scene of the Death Star. Oh yeah, not yeah, spoiler yeah. if you have because if you want to if you're not watched it you're not going to. <laughs> yeah, true. At this point, well, I mean, unless unless you, I mean, loads of Star Wars fans just haven't like I say loads. A lot of fans slept on it, but it's like yeah, it's I know, one of the... I know, 
I know a few people that are fans that are just genuinely just haven't got around to it yet. Um, and also, so, just the, the the kind of the the depth it's added to Cassian as a character as well, like what he's been through and yeah, where he where he is now, like compared to where he's gonna be, where where he ends up as well. The fact that we know where it goes, mm. like it's pretty pretty cool. You, yeah, I it's... didn't did I. I don't know if I sent there was a uh, did I send you the meme of like there's like dominoes falling and it's like Cassian like beginning like Cassian Andor at the beginning all the way to like the the Death Star blowing up. <laughs> it's like know. the domino effect of Cassian um being accosted by those two guards in the first episode to the Death Star blowing up. Nice. <laughs> it's it's like if those two guards didn't come up to him in that episode, he wouldn't have been involved in that plot. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of crazy, isn't it? It is a little bit, yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, loved it. Loved every second of it. I love the scenes with um that that um like imperial police officer guy um who with the scenes with his mother because it's just like it feels so out of place. Yeah, for me that was I liked those scenes. And I liked him. That's the one kind of eh for me for the show was like I understand why he's still in it because I'm sure he's gonna have a bigger role in season two. I really, I, I really I like the writing of his character. No, yeah, the writing was great, but I, just, I didn't care about his character after the first three episodes because he didn't feel integral to the plot for me. But then I understand how he's probably going to play a big role in season two, so it's good to have all this kind of development for yeah. him. Yeah, well, he's still like obviously he, he it's here he's obviously it's just I think it's more to show different stories within the universe. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily about how does he affect the plot in this series. It's more like because we get to see behind that sort of a look at what the imperial side of it, the story is like his his devotion to the empire sort of thing. Yeah, and and also fun fact about in his little bedroom he has a, he has like a couple of statues of clones. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he oh he was a nerd for clones. Bless him. And then thinking about, oh wait, we have Star Wars stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, he he was basically he's a he's like us. He's a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I'm looking at a pop punk of Obi Wan Kenobi, literally as we're speaking. So, <laughs> um, great great show. Could talk about it forever. Yeah. Solid TV. How can't about the world of movies? Season two. I was saying, can't wait for season two next year. Yeah. Good old 2024. Okay. There's rumours that the next Star Wars film is going to start shooting this year. Yeah. The Damon Lindelof that. one. Yeah. Which, that would be interesting. Yeah. I agree. Damon Lindelof has done some good stuff. He has. He has. Um, but yeah, nothing concrete, but like, com- like a lot of talk about that. That's the one that's going to shoot next. I could see that happening. Yeah. And then um, obviously we're getting... A lot of Star Wars stuff this year. Already, oh, that's another thing. I've been watching the Bad Batch as well. I haven't started that yet. Season two. Um, the first two episodes like work together as like one. They're one story, and the third episode is actually really good. Like I really okay. like the third episode. I thought it was a it was a good story because it bring that episode uh, brings Cody back. Right. Okay. And to sort of see, um, his, like his stance and how he interacts with Crosshair. Crosshair's obviously the one that sticks with the Empire. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and then the last episode, episode four, was like, I don't. It's funny. The most interesting stuff has been the stuff I think with Crosshair in ter- overall. Yeah. In Bad Batch, like the episodes where you're actually with the team, it's sort of like, eh, they're just on a fun adventure. Nothing really plot based is happening. 
Yeah, it's, I think that was my problem with Series 1, is like, I, I, I don't know, I liked it, but I didn't, I didn't love it, it didn't keep me like, yeah. hooked every week, I was happy to leave it for six weeks and then catch up on it. I think um, it's also, it, it is in the same vein of the Clone Wars and Rebels, it is a kid's show. Yeah. With like, stuff that a lot of Star Wars fans will appreciate. Yeah. But yeah, uh, films then. Movies. So, a lot of the ones that I watched in December, we we sort of touch on in our best and worst. Some of them more than others. Yeah. So it'll be a matter of just running through talking about the films we watched, and yeah. just saying what we thought of them. Just being like, what did you think of the best film? Oh, it was good. Who's in it? That person. Cool. Well, I've got, I've got twelve. Um. Some I'll talk about a little bit, but a lot that I'll I'll won't talk about in massive detail. Um, I've so got do... yeah, I've got twelve as well from last year. Oh, okay, oh, except for like... my I don't except for my rewatches, and if you add my rewatches to it, there's a few more. I was going to say we could do like three each, go that way. And I've got eight from this year so far. Again, not including rewatches. Oh, I've got one from this year as well. Okay, yeah, I've got thirteen so... altogether. So I've got, not including rewatches, twenty. <laughs> Mine includes my thirteen includes uh, one rewatch. Let's have a look at my uh, letterbox because I don't write my rewatches down in my notes, only in my letterbox. Rewatches one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. So twenty-eight in total for me. Technically, I've technically got fourteen. Oh no, one of them is a TV special. No, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, yeah, one's, one's like a documentary on like a Harry Potter disc, so I'm not going to talk about right. that. We'll go three at a time then. Okay. And I'll go first. Go for it. So, brilliant dub, brilliant triple feature this one. Spiderhead, The Sea Beast, and My Father's Dragon. <laughs> nice. Spiderhead's obviously a film with uh, Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller. Oh yeah, I haven't watched that yet. It's actually, I think it's actually pretty well written, pretty interesting. Okay. Um, I didn't expect it to be what it was, like, but I, I actually enjoyed it. I thought like a lot of people, I've heard it. Well, I mean, it wasn't that well received, I don't think. I think it was like middling reviews, but I, I enjoyed it. Okay. That's uh, promising. What do I give it? What do I give it rating wise? Um. Um. I guess I'd have to give it just based on my memory right now, just the movie because I can't really remember anything from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it'd be memorable. Um, and then I watched, obviously, like uh, the Sea Beast animated film on Netflix. Nice. Um, well, most of these are Netflix, actually. Uh, which is um, very good animation, but like a pretty sort of just like by the book story. Like it's a, a predictable story, a story you don't like. Um, you sort of expect to go the direction it goes in. Yeah. Uh, I'd give that probably just a movie. It was good. Okay. Um, and My Father's Dragon was one that surprised me more. While I didn't jump on board with the animation style of it as much, um, I really liked the story and the emotional weight of that one. Okay. So I'd give that a memorable... It was just a fun little kid... But they were like... this fun kids movie with some good emotional weight, I thought. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Now you do, free. Um. Yeah, so yeah. One I'm not going to talk about... This isn't part of my free, but when I'm, I watched um, something called Creating the World of Harry Potter, and there's like, it's like eight parts on the disc, 
So I'm not going to talk about those just yet because I've only watched one of them. But um, So the three I'm going to talk about first is I watched Spirited and Naked Gun 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spirited, Will Ferrell, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, fucking hell. Gosling, it's because I watched the TikTok behind the scenes of La La Land before we recorded. Um, yeah. And I've got Gosling on the brain. Um, Christmas film. I always have um, Gosling on the brain. Yeah. Kind of puts a spin on a Christmas carol. Um, yeah. Not going to say too much about it because I don't want to spoil it because I generally do think that it's, look, it's your typical comedy with a little hint of rom-com in there and you know Reynolds being Reynolds and Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell but I think there's some nice little twists and turns in there and it, it was it's a really nice film and it's a really fun film um and I would recommend it even though it's no longer Christmas I think it's still quite if you if you want like a nice family film to watch um I would highly recommend it I gave yeah. that um what are your I always forget the fucking rating system um, I need you to text me the writing system. Um, I did before. Yeah, I think you have actually. Because you asked me for it. Yeah, I did. Wait a minute, I'm going to get it out because it's going to it's going to bother me. Um, not going to I'm not going to tell him audience. I'm just going to go back in our chat to find it. This is a good time, audience, isn't it? Podcast time. This is oh my great, god, don't great, I feel fantastic listening experience you're getting right here. I feel bad not, already. I'm not going to cut any of this out. Right, I've got it, I've got it. Ha-ha. Um, so I'm going to give that... Ooh, I'll give it memorable, because I do think it was... I think it's a good time with the family. Um, yeah. So yeah, I watched... I also watched The Naked Gun from The Files of the Police Squad and The Naked Gun 2.5, The Smell of Fear. Um, they were okay. They have there subtitles? Some... I thought they were just, like... <laughs> just Naked no, Gun no, I've got subtitles, naked... yeah. Fair enough. I think some parts of it haven't really grown... Amazingly, I think some parts are a little bit dated, but they were they were chill films to have on. Um, the the bad guy from the first one is the fucking granddad from Spy Kids. That's all I kept thinking about. Um, there's definitely there's definitely a bad guy in the first one. I don't know if he's in the others, but OJ. No, he's in yeah, he's yeah, he's in all of them apparently. And also like, weird Al, weird Al's one. in it, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a that was a shock. But um, I'd give those two just a movie because I enjoyed them, but. But I wouldn't say they're amazing. It's but the Zucker I pre- Brothers, isn't it? Yeah, I understand why. Um, I understand why people of the time that like, really liked them. So yeah, I don't even remember any of it. To be fair, like um, there's probably some funny things in there. It's it's more about the deadpan kind of humor in that, isn't it? It's like because yeah. it's um, it's because it's what's his name, Leslie Nielsen, who was obviously a straight actor before he did um, Airplane. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and obviously Police Squad, which is what The Naked Gun was based on yeah but um, i'm just going in order by the way of what i of the when i watch them i remember i can't i think it's police squad there's an end credits thing where it's just like they're just they just all freeze frame while like the set just is falling apart around them nice like, like the credits are rolling over the top of them they're all just standing still while the set is just falling apart and i just thought well, that's just really funny <laughs> um was that, yeah. was that was that three then Yes, it was. Like I said, That's I'm gonna. I'm just doing mine in the order I see them in. So they'll be like, like my yeah. next one. There'll be a bigger film. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going by my letterboxed. Yeah. So my next three includes a rewatch. The rewatch was Godzilla vs Kong. Nice. I just, I just love that film. So I, know you I, st- I stuck it on while I was doing something else. I was like, you know what? Solid film, still very solid film. Tells a concise story. The humans are only there to get Kong from point A to point B to point C. <laughs> Have you got that on Blu-ray? Yeah. Nice. I, because it, first it was released digitally, 
so I bought I rented it on the digital thing. Yeah. Because that's what it, how it was released. Obviously, it was like you pay fifteen ninety nine, you can watch it for twenty four hours or whatever it was. Oh yeah, I did that. For, yeah, because we did it on the podcast, didn't we? Yeah, I watched. I watched it the day I got it, and then I watched it the second day because I was like, I can watch it again because I've still got it. Yeah. And then then they released it in cinema when cinemas opened again properly. So I watched it in the cinema, and then I got the Blu-ray, and then I didn't watch it until I watched the Blu-ray. So I've seen that film four times. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's so good. Like, and then the fight. Oh, it's incredible. Um, just a really fun film and one of my favorites. Good. Um. And I watched Emily the Criminal, the new Aubrey Plaza film. One oh, yeah. of the, she does a lot, to be fair. She appears in loads of things. <laughs> yeah, she does. Um, which is a good film, quite tense. Um, I didn't think about it until I saw this recently, but apparently there's not like no guns in the film. Oh. Um, which is pretty cool because it's like a tense film, and there's like there are some action sequences, not action, but there are bits and things that happen where there's no guns used at all. Like there's a taser and there's a knife used. Oh, nice. Um. But no guns. Which, but it's interesting. It's tense. It's cool. It's got um, shades from Luke Cage in it. <laughs> nice, nice. And I really like. It. I really did. I do like um, Theo Rossi, the actor. Um, he's a very, he's a good actor. I've only seen him in a few things, but like I remember Shades being a really cool character. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a decent film. Um, and then I watched Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, very nice. Which is great for its stop motion animation, and I think the vocal performances are fantastic. David Bradley and Ewan McGregor specifically for me. Yeah. Even though I think the actor that plays Pinocchio has been like getting a lot of praise recently, but the ones that stood out to me were David Bradley and Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. Know, there's not much else I can say about it. Like I thought it was. It's fun. It has some dark moments. It has a really good cast overall. Kate Blanchett plays a monkey. Um. <laughs> and there's, I think. Jason Isaacs is in it. But yeah. Decent film. Oh. Nice. Oh, I haven't been given any ratings. <laughs> you don't have uh, to if you don't want to, but... No, I will. I just forgot. Godzilla vs. Kong is best movie ever. Um, Emily the Criminal is uh, memorable, and Pinocchio is memorable. Okay. Next. Um, well, my next three, I started off with... I watched Willow for the first time. My next um, three includes two films that we've both seen. For, no, all, actually, no, all three of my next films are films that we've seen. We've both seen. Okay, one, well... Uh, yeah, so I, we, I'll say we could do these three, and then, then you know, well, then, then you can do three that... Yeah? Uh, yeah? Yeah? No? Yeah? I don't know. It's yeah, up to yeah. you. Okay, so yeah. the next three, for me, were Avatar The Way of Water, Violent Night, and Glass Onion. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Avatar The Way of Water, we talk about a bit more extensively on our um, our best and worst. Yeah, so we won't talk about that too, too much. So, I think what we both agree is that we both were very emotionally invested in that film. Yeah, more than we thought we'd be as well. Definitely more than I thought I was going to be because I didn't like the first film. And I just didn't care about any of the sequels. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm afraid we were just like, you know what, I mean... It is funny to think back on it now and saying, like, oh, we didn't care, or making jokes that nobody cared when the film has nearly made $2 billion, so... Yeah, I, I, I'm I, still astounded at how much I loved it. Um, I want to, I really want to see it again, but in IMAX. <laughs> yeah, so do I. And I can, but I just need the time, because it's three hours long. It is a long film. It is. You ended up, I mean, spoilers for our best and worst, but didn't you, end, you ended up giving it your best film of the year. It was my best film of the year. Yeah, and I think I think as well it was a lot of the shock of 
I genuinely didn't think I was going to like it. And I finally just went, you know what, I'm going to go fucking watch it. Um, and I walked out going, damn, that was... I, I really... Maybe because I had so touch Because I thought I was going to hate it. It just it was, it was a nice surprise. Yeah. Um, so I will I will rewatch it probably when it comes out on Disney Plus or something now. Or Blu-ray or something. But um, until then, I'm happy with my, my, my first and only viewing of it. And having enjoyed it that much. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Best movie ever. Violent Night, which we both saw it together, but not together. We talk about that in the. <laughs> yeah, you can have to listen to the best and worst if you want that secret. <laughs> um, I thought it was fine. Funny. Oh funny wait, you points. gave Avatar best movie ever. Um, yeah, I'd give it best movie ever as well. Um, yeah, Violent Night, funnier moments, some nice action sequences, and and David Harbour was good as Santa. Um, yeah, my my favorite thing about that is how there's possibilities for sequels <laughs> yeah <laughs> or even a prequel there could be a prequel to this film and it's like seeing who he was originally and how he became santa like that's interesting to me <laughs> yeah i'd probably give um, it i don't know i think i'd just give it i gave it just it's, it's really just a movie like yeah but... it's just a movie like i did enjoy it i enjoyed it but if nothing ever comes of it then i'm not also not bothered and then what about uh, the next film, which I will say we won't spoil purely because maybe you haven't watched it and it's not one of those films that's like, if you haven't seen it yet, you don't want to. It might be a film that you just never watch. I don't know. Well, Glass Onion, yeah, I I'm, think not, we I'm shouldn't... not spoiling Glass Onion. No, I'm not either. All I will say is I loved it. I love Daniel Craig in it. Um, I gave it best movie ever. Oh, wait, I can minus one film for my rewatches because I have since rewatched Glass Onion. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, you get more out of it rewatching it again. Just like, um, uh, there's also a lot of stuff you can get from reading up about more about the stuff and why it was called Glass Onion and stuff like that. And the fact that it is supposed to be a film that is very obvious. Yeah, it is supposed to tell you everything. It's not supposed to be this deep meaning because apparently, I think the phrase Glass Onion is used to describe something that um, everyone seems to look for a deeper meaning in it. Hmm. But there's not one there. Oh. Because obviously, I maybe I don't know if what's to do with, but isn't I think it's because there's a Beatles. Is it Beatles song, Glass Onion, or is it? I don't know. Rolling Stones. The Beatles. There's a Beatles song called Glass Onion. I think it was like something to do with everyone was so something about the meaning of the film. I don't know what it was either way. But I, I think it, yeah, fans have theorized that a Glass Onion is a metaphor for something both multi-layered and transparent, somewhat proving the point. Okay, that's it. Yeah, Paul McCartney. Uh, in, sorry, Glass Onion was intended as a joke from Paul McCartney about people who read too much into the band's lyrics. Okay, so it's basically how, like, yeah, a Glass Onion. It, onions have layers, but if it's glass, you can see right through it. Yeah, kind of thing. And that's what that's why the film is called Glass Onion. That's why that's the thing. And my favorite thing is just how the character that Ed Norton plays is just basically Elon Musk. But yeah and he just steals everything but there is so much have you seen that video um so you know when they do like a uh, director breaks down a scene and um, ryan johnson breaking down the scene where they all meet on the dock not yet i'm not yet I'm, i am gonna watch it but i haven't watched it yet there's one part in that where he talks specifically about framing yeah and then like he because he, he draws lines on it being like the frame is set up so it's focused on this character and then and then it cuts to the shot of daniel craig and daniel craig's face is right in the middle of those lines that he drew Oh wow! And it's like it's like wow. That's like I get it that like that's just that's just fantastic editing and like cinematography and everything. And I was like, oh wow, that's great. <laughs> have you seen um, the thing about again? It's not, have you seen the thing about um, 
the detective from the first one. What do you what do you mean the um the his the what do you mean? You know the you know there's just that random guy in the second one that keeps like popping up. You oh yeah, but well, uh, it's just Noah Se- Noah Segan or whatever his name is. Yeah, that's the actor. Yeah, I didn't realize it was the same actor. Yeah, no, I didn't realize it was the same actor actually until um I saw a picture of him. I was like, wait, he plays Trooper Wagner in the first one. Yeah. I also have since watched rewatched Glass, uh, rewatched Knives Out as well. Yeah, same. same. <laughs> I watched them the same night. <laughs> I was nice. like, I'm gonna watch Knives Out and Glass Onion again. Um, what would you rate it? Glass Best Onion? movie ever. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. Really, really I enjoyed it. I love it so much. And also, I didn't realize it, but obviously, the people that he's talking to when he's playing Among Us in the bath. Yeah. They're all like, obviously, they're all famous people and that, but they're all supposed to be people that are related to like mystery stuff so obviously Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is there and he's like one of the biggest Sherlock Holmes fans and has actually written like Sherlock Holmes stuff nice um which I just I didn't realize about him but yeah it's fine it's funny it's fun fun film great film and there's so many things that you know it's the second time watching it yeah I do need to rewatch it that I'll have to talk to you about off off recording yeah I'll have to I've only watched it once I will have to rewatch it at some point because there are so many things that, yeah, you keep your... you When you notice it, I noticed something, and I was like, oh, shit, it's, like, right there in front of your eyes. Like, so obvious there. Like, you just... You're distracted by, like, the way it's shot, by things other things happening on screen sometimes. It's like, oh, it's great. Yeah. Such a good film. Um, um, then, yeah, okay, you, you, you next. Okay, yeah, so my, my next three... Um, yeah, so I... I I watched Willow for the first time because I'm going to get around to the TV show at some point with mm. Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer. Um, it's okay. I don't. I didn't love it, um, but it I had wasn't a... well received when it first was released. Anyway. Yeah, I had a I had a fun time with it, but I wouldn't say it's amazing. I gave it just a movie personally. It's a cult classic. Apparently, I haven't seen it. I do. I've, I was thinking of watching it and then watching the show, but I don't even know how how the show's been received. I think it's been received alright. I just need, um, I know the first film wasn't very successful. The film wasn't very successful, but it's yeah. since become a cult classic. Um, and then I rewatched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to say a lot about that one. It's a great film. Sean Connery's fantastic. Harrison Ford's fantastic. Best Solid. movie ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also watched Top Gun Maverick. Um, nice. Had, I brought it on Blu-ray. Me and Maddie sat and watched it. I. Not, I'd put it off for a very long time. Everyone told me it was like amazing, and I was like, oh, whatever. Because it is amazing. Yeah, and I came out going, shit, that was amazing. Um, Do you yeah. know what my favourite part about it is? What? You know the opening scene with the um, when he's testing that plane and it flies over Ed Harris? Oh, yeah. Um, they destroyed the set with that shot. That You know when nice. you see the roof come off that little building? Yeah. Yeah, they destroyed it. Like, they only did that. They, could only, they, they did that for real. Fucking hell. It's mad, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> they did that for real and they destroyed the set with it like everything would have just got blown away <laughs> yeah that is genuinely um, yeah, yeah that is genuinely insane but um, outstanding. it's an outstanding film yeah I gave it best movie ever nice. so yeah I've only got four left so um, All right. um, I'll do my next bunch then <laughs> okay uh, I, I, re- I finally finished my rewatch of the Lord of the Rings with the Return of the King very nice. Uh, still one of the best movies ever. Of uh, more more best best series ever. I still think Fellowship is the best individual film. Yeah. Because I feel like it tells the most concise, complete story. 
Okay. Basically, basically, I think I feel like Fellowship works better as a just a film as a film on its own than the other two do. Yeah. Mainly because Return of the King just feels like a culmination of everything as well. But like, yeah, still, still so much great stuff in there. Oh the yeah, it's great. The ending, the climax is still fantastic, and then there's still there's it does drag the ending, but it's still good, and you're still emotional at the end. Yeah. Best movie ever. Oh, so good. Uh, I watched RRR, which is the oh, most yeah, annoying, you me. most annoying film title to say. Yeah. Um, I spoke about it on our um, best and worst thing. I feel like it's a film that. Uh, Hollywood needs to really look at and be like, okay, how can we be this? How can we do this with our blockbusters? How can we make them interesting again? Yeah. Because that film, it it doesn't maybe start as the most interesting film, but like it it does grab you and <laughs> and then fucking Ray Stevenson is in it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it's just like, oh shit, it's Ray Stevenson. <laughs> He's gonna be That's in the Ahsoka insane. series. Um. But yeah, um, it's a really good film. Like in the end, you're like, how? What is it? What is it turned in? This film is like, it's an, it's a true epic. It's an epic in its truest form. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Um, best movie ever. Um, and I watched the uh, documentary Senior, which is about Robert Downey Senior. Um, made oh, okay. with made made with his um made with Robert Downey Jr. Obviously. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see what kind of filmmaker Robert Downey Senior was because his work wasn't always well received. Yeah. But like. He was quite uh, innovative, innovative and progressive. I think as a filmmaker, with some of the stuff he was doing, he was also he took a lot of influence from his real life. Yeah, with uh, the stuff he did, um, and it's also I mean, it's, obviously he uh, has since passed away. But yes, it, it's very um, interesting. There's a scene in it where Robert Downey Jr. is like on a call with his um, because some. Uh, big chunk of it obviously i think most of it take, is um filmed during covid but yeah. there's a scene where he's uh robert Downey jr is talking to his therapist and like it's quite an emotional scene because he talks about like this therapist asking about him like is there any like thing you because his dad's like slowly deteriorating as well getting like sicker yeah i can't remember what, can't remember what he had i think it's it might have been was it parkinson's fucking hell motor neuron disease something i think mean, they're the same thing aren't they yeah yeah but uh, and it's quite. I mean, it was. It's very interesting. It was emotional, and it's also one of those films where it's like I, you can the kind of films that he made. It's like it's very, yeah, very kind of niche filmmaker. I've never seen any of his films, but it's it's not necessarily made me want to watch them. But it's made me appreciate the kind of filmmaker he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Um, I'd actually, yeah, I'd give that best movie ever. No, memorable. I'll give it memorable. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, it is on my Netflix list, so it I'm is... going to get around to it. It is. I think it is good, and it's like mostly it's done by Robert Downey Jr. But then you get like every now and then, it will say uh, "Seniors Edit" in that the corner when when he's like editing edit, editing it himself, or he's got an editor doing it for him, but he's there telling him what he wants. Yeah, and I think it's really that's that was interesting. It is good. So um, popped up on my had an ad pop up on my letterbox as I was just <laughs> scrolling up. Um, so. I'll quit, um, I'll run. Oh, there's a film here that we both watched. Okay. Uh, the which is the Whitney Houston film. Oh, that was gonna be my last one. Yeah, yeah yes. Um, that is a film that I watched. Um, I give it worst movie ever. I gave it. Uh, me- <laughs> uh, oh, actually, let me double check. I think I gave it memorable, because for me, um, it was actually Maddie's choice to go see it. I I didn't really have a lot of interest in it. 
Um, it made me. I, I think we always knew what a good sing, a great singer Whitney Houston yeah. was. That's um, all I can say positive about it. It's like the only. Well, I said the only thing I took from the film was that she was a great singer, and I already knew that. So yeah, I lo- I did like Naomi Aki's performance. I thought she was good. Um, what I find annoying is that she's been nominated for E.E.'s Rising Star at the Baftas when she's mm. already been nominated for that award. Oh. So for how long can you? I think she was nominated for it last year. I swear she was. So for how long can you be a rising star? When are you just a star? <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I thought she was very good, which is why it was as memorable as it was. Um, mm. I had a bit. I said this to Maddie after. I had a bit of an issue with the pacing and the editing of it. Oh yeah, I mean it was um, that, that was dreadful. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> so that was that part of the film was dreadful, like that. Yeah, um, yeah I know. Like Maddie loved it. And I can no, see why she was. She was explaining to me why she loved it, and I was like, oh, "Okay, no, I can, uh, I can see your point of view." I think, but for me, the reason it's only memorable is because the the pacing and the editing really distracted me. And maybe that's because we, you know, like me and you, we, yeah. we've studied film and we're into our. Like, I mean, my mum didn't like it that much. Like, oh, fair. And I asked. I mean, I was. That's why I went to see it. Cause I was like, "Do you want to see this?" And she was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll see it." And I was like, "Fair enough." Um, but yeah, my mum didn't like it. Shit. Yeah. I'll tell you what, um, I have heard that is meant to be good, actually. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Maddie and her mum, which reminded me, and her dad went to go see a man called I. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I've, I've, I've ne- the trailers, I don't like the trailers. I didn't either, and neither did Maddie. But Maddie's mum wanted to go see it, so they went to go see it. And Maddie came out and was like, no, it's actually a really, really nice, good film. But it is also a remake of a film based on a book, so it's like, yeah. just, just, just watch the original. Just watch the original. Just watch the original foreign film. Um, <laughs> just watch the original no, foreign yeah. film. Just why does everything have to get a remake? Why does? <laughs> I tell so, you what it is. I, I, uh, Tom Hanks isn't believable as a person who's unhappy because he's like the nicest guy in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, True. Anyway, uh, yeah, and then I, I'll just so we, you don't run out, so you don't. I was gonna say, yeah, how many films have you got left? I've got a few left, so I'll go. And, we've got. I've got a few rewatches that we can both talk about. Okay, yeah, because I've got I've got three, and they're all new watches, and they're my last three. So okay, I'll let you go well, on. Uh, I rewatched John Wick. The first oh, one, okay. Because yeah. I've only seen each film once, and I bought Same. I got them for Christmas because I was like the fourth one's coming out, and I want to watch them all again. And I think the first and second one have since been put on fucking Amazon Prime, so I could have just waited. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's still a solid film. I think I think actually think they get better. I used to say the first one was probably the best one still, but I think they get better. I think this for me. I think the second one is. I think. Yeah. I think the first I haven't one. Seen... I haven't rewatched those ones. I've only rewatched the first one, but yeah, I think from what I remember, I think the third one does suffer from being too long. Yeah, because the first um, two are so short and snappy and kind of like you no, know, no. Do you, the, do you know what? Do you it, know what I mean? Do you know what it is, Harry? What? The third one doesn't suffer from being too long. The third one suffers from the fact that we'd already seen a film that day. <laughs> yeah, no, that is also true. <laughs> so I'm like, I know Maddie's dad's got him downstairs, so I might ask to rewatch the third one. <laughs> we went to see Rocket Man first, and then we went to see. John Wick afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> well, not immediately afterwards. I think we dawdled for a bit and then, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that's probably what hurt that film. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So, um, yeah, I might actually rewatch the yeah. third one soon. Oh, actually, no. I don't think you... S- have you seen this? my next film? Oh, sorry. John Wick. Well, oh, wait. I didn't. I missed the film as well. Uh, White Noise. Directed, no, and the... written, directed and written by Noah Baumbach. It's got Adam Driver and... Yes. Don yeah, Chico no, I haven't. And I haven't Greta Gerwig. It. Greta Gerwig is, of of course, Noah Baumbach's wife. Hasn't it got um, kind of really mixed reviews? Yeah, it's not been. It wasn't very well received. Um, okay. Not incredibly well received, but I think it's great. I had a really good time with it. Okay. I think it's got a really dry sense of humor. 
Adam Driver's fantastic. Greta Gerwig's brilliant. Um, and I find it really, yeah, I find it really like, yeah, the, I, it's because it has got a dry sense of humor, and I, really, yeah, I just found it enjoyable. And I think the way Noah Baumbach writes is just really good. I don't think you've, I think you've only seen one of his films, which is probably which is one we watched at university together. In one thing, I think you were there for that film. What film was that? Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's got Ben Stiller in it. Because you no. haven't seen Marriage Story. No. Um, no. While We're Young. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think you were there. I thought you were there for it, at least. Might not have been. I'm just looking at his... Um... He also co-wrote a few films with um, Wes Anderson and also Madagascar Free Europe's Most I Wanted. literally just saw that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he's had. I've seen his last few. Well, not last few films actually. I've seen, um, not including anything he's written. I've obviously seen While We're Young, uh, the Meyerowitz stories, which I thought I really liked that film, A Marriage Story, and now White Noise. Yeah. Um, I think he's a really good writer. Oh, he didn't realize he co-wrote Barbie with Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Yep. His name is on trailers. Uh, but yeah, he co-wrote. He's obviously co-wrote with uh, Wes Anderson a little bit. And Wes Anderson is my favourite director. But, um, yeah, I thought it was good. I really liked that film. Anyway, moving on. Have you seen Disaster Artist? Oh, sorry, White Noise is, um, I'd give it, uh, Memorable. Fair. John Wick, I'd give Memorable. Um, no, I haven't seen Disaster I've seen The Room, I haven't seen Disaster Artist. You've actually seen The Room. I haven't I've seen The Room, seen I've the room. seen The Disaster yeah. Artist. Yeah, we watched it over, um, Christmas. It's not as good as I remember it being, but it was still a lot of fun. And okay. interesting. Uh, I'd give it Memorable. Fair. And then uh, a film I rewatched, which is one that I always tell you I'm never looking forward to watching, but because <laughs> me and my mum were bored uh, on uh, New Year's morning, well, New Year's morning, technically, it was early hours in the morning, and we were like, should we watch a film? Yeah, let's watch a film. Just something stupid and fun and short. Yeah, okay. So we watched Thor. <laughs> I like it. No, my thing is, I enjoyed it a lot more than my mind is telling me I like yeah. it. <laughs> like, my mind tells me it's boring, and I do still think it's kind of just a bit meh, but I really liked it. Rewatching it, <laughs> yeah, I th- I think it's I think it's pretty decent. I still think I don't know, I think I'd still give it like just a movie. Okay, that's fair. But but it's definitely better than Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. Um, but yeah, so I rewatched that, and you've seen it, so I have. And correct. I rewatched Knives Out, as I've already said. Still a fantastic film. I think it's like my fourth time seeing it overall. Um, just a good film. Yeah. And then I have a lot of new watches. I say a lot. Let me see how many there are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Shit a brick. So, shall I go through some of them? Yeah, because I was going to say, I've only got three left. So. so, I watched Amadeus, which is obviously the film about Mozart. It's not I real. Thought, it's not well, based did on we watch that in uni? No, we were told to watch it in uni. Uh, and, uh, I never did, but I bought the DVD. Amadeus, Amadeus. That's not in it. The song Carry Rock on. Me Amadeus is not in the film Amadeus. It's about, uh, it's based on a play, but it's based on a fictional story about uh, Mozart and Salieri having like a rivalry. Okay. But it's also famous as being the film that F. Murray Abraham won an Oscar for and then disappeared. <laughs> nice. Uh, he's since reappeared. He's been in, um, he's in the first two seasons of Mythic Quest as the writer for the game. Yep famous author and writer for the game and he's also the voice of Konshu in Moon Knight he is um, 
but yeah even he's talked about it, like I'm, I'm he's like i'm glad that i was just like i won an oscar and then disappeared he's in um <laughs> wild lotus series two apparently as well oh yeah he's a good actor mm. um but i just i can't remember where i read it but i read it but was reading about him he was like yeah but he was basically like i like the fact that i got to disappear after winning an oscar <laughs> yeah he's like i like that i didn't care i won an oscar and i got to you know <laughs> but yeah um it's an all right film it's not nothing special i give it just a movie okay um obviously it did win awards but yeah it's fine i think it's got some fun moments um but overall yeah it's just fine uh and then i didn't really watch this film because i was falling asleep in and out of it and kept rewinding it and then falling asleep again nice. um but i did sort of and watch the muppet movie the original one from 1979 i don't remember that one at all i don't either (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how it ends i just know it's about kermit wanting to go across uh america to go to hollywood and he's being chased by some guy who wants him for his frog's legs restaurant (laughs) yeah and the funniest thing about it i think is when like there's at one point they're just like the characters show up to help them and they're like oh we we were stranded how did you know we'd be here it's like oh because we read the script i was like "Ah, that's funny but it wasn't that fun like and i'm like in my mind i'm like the muppets are fun and i was just like this is fine i was probably just tired but yeah i'd have to give it just a movie because i did think it had some fun elements and the muppets are always the muppets are always fun in terms of as a concept yeah 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 and i watched (laughs) uh the next film i watched i watched purely so i could listen to the an episode of um a podcast which is done by one of uh, mr sunday movies editors oh yeah um, and it was an episode that uh, was their 100th episode, and it actually guested uh, Ben from Canada, who obviously edits Mr. Sunday Movies videos, and Mr. Sunday Movies himself. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's talking about one of their favourite things, because it's called just... I think it's called Another Happy Pod, or something like that. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've not had a chance to listen to it, but I've heard of it. Uh, from this episode, it was actually really... I've really liked this episode, but I've been listening to a lot of podcasts that feature either uh, Mr. Sunday or Nick Mason recently. Yeah. Just because I just you know wanted to, so I've listened to like a lot of ep- a lot of episodes of uh, Confessions of the Idiot recently. Oh yeah, um, and other podcasts that they've been on. But that's what I was doing, and I was like, oh, I need to watch the film they talk about. The film they talk about, is Sunshine. Oh, I've not seen that. I loved it. <laughs> okay. Obviously directed by Danny Boyle, written by Alex Garland, with a great cast: Hiroyuki Sanada, uh, Chris Evans, Benedict Wong. Um, Killian Murphy, Rose Byrne, and I won't spoil another actor who's in it because he's kind of—I think he, the, char- the character he plays is a surprise. Okay. <laughs> I think. Sorry, come. It's really interesting. It's like because it's like this sci-fi movie for like most of it, like because obviously they've got to go and restart the sun basically because it's like dying. Mm. Um, and then it becomes like this kind of like there's like slasher elements in the third act. Oh shit! And it's really kind of like tense and like. I was like, my review on Letterboxd was that like the third act is like, some of the end of that film is genuinely frightening. <laughs> Shit. Because there's think... parts of it where you're like, no, don't know what's going on. I was like, you genuinely feel like the fear. And obviously the fact that it's in space as well adds to that fear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never seen it, but I think that's one of the... This is one of the good things about listening, um, about having podcasts that you like, like, for example, like Mr. Sunday and Nick Mason, is yeah. it gets you into other podcasts because they're on them. Oh yeah, that's um, the thing is I actually might go and listen to the rest of that. The more there are other episodes as well because I've I liked the dynamic. So was it Confessions 
No, that I'm talking about uh, another happy pod. Oh, sorry, another happy podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm, um, that they talk about sunshine on. Listen to that episode first and see if you. Like well, no, it. watch sunshine first and then listen to it because I think you should watch it with. It's on Disney Plus. Okay. Um, it's a good. It's just, I think it's a good sci-fi movie, and it's got a couple of little horror thriller elements in the end, but no, it's not. It's not too much because okay. I wouldn't have watched it otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But it's good. And I also came to the realisation while watching it, there is nothing more terrifying in any movie for me than space. I don't know why. It just I love space and I think it's fascinating, but like when there's characters having to go outside of like their spacecraft, there's nothing more terrifying in any film for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean I can understand why. But it's that matter it's the matter of like one wrong move and you could just drift and you're never gonna be found. You're just yeah. that's it. You're gone. There is well, nothing. A... You have that's a, a set amount existential of oxygen. crisis, isn't it? <laughs> you have a set amount of oxygen. You have no food, no water. You're going to die. <laughs> that's it's like it's, and like obviously none of us are going to be suddenly going into space, so we have got nothing to worry about <laughs> in that sense. However, I now have a bit of anxiety, so <laughs> well, it's like it's just there are so. I love, but the thing is, space is also just so fascinating, and I feel like the reason. I mean. It's not a matter of, like, I'm genuinely scared of it, because I would watch any film that's, like... Not any film, but loads of films that are set in space. Yeah. Especially ones that try to go for a little bit of scientific realism. Like, not Star Wars, for example. I'm not talking about things like that, which are, you know, set in space. I'm talking about, like, sci-fi movies that take characters from Earth into space. So, like, be it Sunshine, Interstellar. um, Ones where you can be like, oh, this might... You never know, this could one day be possible. Gravity, Ad Astra, films like that. Yeah. Um, where it's more re- realistic, and sometimes it feels because uh, the the anxiety comes from how slow you move when you're in space because you have massive spacesuits and that, and that's like it's always like we've got to go and repair something before something bad else happens, and then it's always like just you know the most terrifying scenes is like oh no I've been whacked by something and my 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 attachment to the thing has been broken yeah <laughs> it's like oh god no but yeah I don't know but it also the thing is. I had, I, it gives you like a respect for space as well. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, no, it's like, it's sp- basically, I see space as like a deity. So, like, if I don't believe in God, it's because, like, space is what I believe in. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you, you, you've got to be careful around that. Cause <laughs> and then there's just billionaires being like, I want to go and hop around in space for a bit for fun. It's like, yeah. One day yeah. you're gonna drift. One day you're just gonna drift away, <laughs> and no one will that's... find you. <laughs> yeah, that's it's great. I love space. Yeah. Watch Sunshine. It's good. <laughs> I'd give it a memorable. Nice. nice. Um, how many more do you have now? Three. Okay, I'll do two more then. Okay. Uh, I watched Causeway, which is a film with uh, Brian Tyree Henry and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Uh, it's a recent film. It's on Apple TV. It's about um, Jennifer Lawrence's character has come back from uh, the war and she's like had an injury and she's just trying to, you know, kind of get over it. It's nothing too much, but like it's more about like her just adjusting to normal life and coming to terms with, you know, her home being back in her hometown sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And Brian Terry Henry and her have really good chemistry together, and it's very emotional. They both have, like, emotional stories to tell. Okay. Um, I think I'd give it just a movie, though. But I did like it. 
Oh, okay, that's fair. <clears throat> and actually, before I do my next film, I'll ask you if you've seen... Actually, no, I think you've seen two of these. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Have you seen The King's Man? Yes, I have. Okay, yeah, then, I saw it. Then that was the, I think that was the first film I saw last year. Okay, then let's talk about The King's Man. Okay. Uh, I watched it. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Um. Yes and no. I feel like it's better than Kingsman 2. Yeah. And I really liked the seeing the origins of it. Like I really liked how it ends. Not the not the end credits. <laughs> no, yeah. I like Which I like so dumb. I but, like um, what he was doing and trying. I like what he was trying to do. Yeah. <clears throat> but think... overall I don't I think I'd get I think overall I'd give it forgettable. Yeah, to be fair, I can't remember a lot of it. I'd give it just the movie, I think. Because I think the thing is, right, and this is a bit of a spoiler, um, so if you've not watched it, you know, skip it ten, like five minutes, three minutes, whatever. It's been out over it's been out. It's been out for a while, yeah. Um, the thing with Kingsman <clears throat> is, I think it always tries to go for a, a bit where it's like, oh, shit, like a shock factor, a twist. Like, for example, in the Kingsman, Colin Firth gets shot. In this one, the, the, the guy who you think is the main protagonist gets killed. Um, mm. And I, I think... It's starting to kind I of think now like... where I'm, I'm walking into a Kingsman film going, I wonder what's going to be the big kind I, of... Who could have killed that? I didn't like that at all. Like, not yeah. because of like, oh, I didn't like that he got killed. It was more of a, that just doesn't feel earned. Yeah, and it also... The way it, it happened also, didn't feel earned. With the first one, with the first Kingsman, right, when Colin Firth got killed, supposedly, yeah. it makes... It makes well, you he comes back around. in the second one, we know yeah. that, and he's going to be in the third one whenever they make it. It makes you turn around and go, right, I understand why they've done this, because now... Eggsy Taron Edgerton now has to, you know, take the forefront and lead, and it makes sense, right? Yeah. With this, I was a bit like, well, now I feel like the first half of the film is pointless because I don't really care or know enough about Ralph Fiennes' character. So I, um, I liked that he. I wanted more attention from on Ray Fiennes. I called him Ralph. Sorry, yeah, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Ralph. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I really, I kind of wanted more attention on him because I really likes, I like Ray Fiennes. Um, and that's the thing because they focused so much on the other guy. When it was time to focus on Ray's character, I just didn't care. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, that's true. I also didn't feel like the villain thing was earned. It was a surprise. I was like, oh, I didn't expect it to be that character, but like, I didn't think it was earned. Yeah. As a mystery, that. it wasn't interesting. And then in the end, I was like, wait, who is he? <laughs> yeah. What, what is he? Was he getting out of any of this? I did think that um, what's is it? Reese Evans that plays um, Rasputin. Yes, he yeah, I think he's he was fun. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy now just to have the third Kingsman film in there be the end of this kind of franchise. Well, I'd be happy to have the third Kingsman film if it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I kind of want to get get it back to the fir- what it was for the first film because the first film's amazing. Yeah, so good. So it's so weird to see these sequels that are just so subpar compared to that first film. And Matthew Vaughn is such a good film. Like, like X Men Kick Ass is amazing. He's made some great stuff. Kick Ass. That's Matthew yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. The it seems like it's always the second one. It seems like it's always his sequels that. Yeah. Are shit. Which is, I mean, First Class has some things that people you know criticize. Yeah, I've um, not I've not seen Kingsman two in a long time, so I couldn't say if I think it's any good anymore. I haven't seen it since the cinema, and I just remember not liking it that much. That's fair. Um, but I have seen this first one since, and I remember liking it a lot again. <laughs> mm. um, you probably see my next film as well. What is it? Oh, Kingsman, forgettable for me. Fair. Um, the King's Man, sorry, forgettable. 
I watched Taken. Oh, I had now, never seen Taken before. I'm going to say I haven't seen it. Oh, have you not? I thought you would have been well, someone that would have seen it. I know for a fact that I've, when I was growing up, I would I sat in the room while my dad's watched it in the lounge from start to finish, but I didn't I, pay I attention say, growing to it. Up, it. It feels like, I don't know why, but it feels so fresh that taken in my head in the sense that like it feels like it didn't come out that long ago. It came out 15 years ago. Yeah, so like, I, I, technically I've seen it, but I, I don't think I paid any attention. I remember being on my phone or reading or something, so the worst I just part about I haven't. It, the worst part about it for me is I've seen that episode of Family Guy where they parody it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of actually very, very close to what the actual film is. They do very well. They literally did the exact film, and I'm like, I know every beat. I know literally every single beat because of Family Guy. Yeah, pretty um, much. I think it's still pretty good. I think I gave it okay. just a movie, but like, I liked it. I thought, um, as like a thriller, it is uh, pretty decent. The action's not like all in your face. Liam Neeson is pretty fun. It's fun. He does a lot with his character in terms of like yeah. some scenes where he's like pretending to be other people and it's like that's pretty he's doing a good job i mean pretending to be other people like he is throughout the entire film because he's not actually the main character he is liam neeson yeah <laughs> but yeah it was decent and it is kind of uh like a frightening concept yeah like, just you know two young women get abducted and one of them dies and they don't even like address it Fuck. like the, f- the friend dies and it's just like oh she's found dead oh no she's dead and then like for the rest of the film it's not addressed but then again it does kind of just wrap up as soon as she's like rescued pretty much watch all of them so you can get to the third one and watch the worst editing in history I am not going to watch any of the others because I've only heard they get worse <laughs> you know what Sean's talking about though right jumping over oh, the wait. fence no actually I've not have uh, you not no. I'll tell you what I'll send it to you so you've got it for later but oh, there's just a scene well, okay, there's a scene in Taken 3. Right. Um, let me get the actual number. Um, where he jumps over a fence and it contains, just of him jumping, physically jumping over the fence, it contains 14 cuts and different Oh, yeah, no, I think I've, I think I've heard about it. I don't think I've actually seen it, oh, but yeah. I've only seen that clip and it is fucking atrocious. <laughs> it's um, like that scene in... um. Bohemian Rhapsody where they're at the table and it just cuts to all of them for no reason. Ugh, don't. <laughs> and that one, and that film won best editing. That I I remember that year finding that Oscar result and finding it like just incredibly for, like getting very frustrated about it myself like like a, like it was so to do with me. Looking oh, at myself in the mirror going you fucked up. Like that film is just so bad. <laughs> Rocket Man's 10 times better. That's what because Rocket Man does something different. It isn't just a, it isn't just his story. It's the actors are performing the, the music themselves. Yeah. Oh, it's just so much more interesting. Yeah, Fucking I agree. Make more films like that. Make all the biopics like that. They just announced they're making the Michael Jackson biopic directed yeah. by Antoine Fuqua. Um, yeah, I've heard that. And it's like it's going to be terrible if they don't do something unique. Yes, nobody can perform. Nobody can sing like Michael Jackson. We get that. But don't just have somebody just pretending to be him, performing on stage, lip-syncing. Do something interesting. Yeah. Because biopics are so boring when they just like 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 Bohemian Rhapsody, like uh, the Whitney Houston film, where it's just they're just the same kind of stories. It is literally going to be a, this is how I got famous. Oh, now it's a rough patch, and now I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to tell you what really good music story is? Well, I've said this. I've recommended this film a lot. 
um, Crazy Heart with Jeff Bridges. Oh, okay. Incredible film. Hmm. Like, it's about, like, he's a country singer who's, like, not at his heights anymore. And it's just a really... I mean, it's not like a biopic. It's not in that sense of, like, oh, but it's just a really interesting story. Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it. Colin Farrell's in it. Nice. I love Colin Farrell. And I'm sure he loves you. Um, but next... Uh, actually, I'll let you do one. I've got so you got three left now. I do, and I've got three left now. So you go. Do my three? Uh, no, just do one. We'll go one, 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 one. Okay. Um, well, I've not. Got oh wait, just... taken, taken, just a movie. I've not got loads to say about this next one. Um, I watched Morbius. Moving Yay. on. What did you watch? <laughs> no, it's 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 Morbid time. It's best, it's best movie ever, right? Fucking. Think what I'll say is, I personally think that Matt Smith carries the film. I, think, I don't think he carried the film. I think he was having the most fun, but yeah, I know what you mean. No, but for me, he was the best performance of that film. Yeah, um, because of I because hate... of the fact because of the fact he wasn't taking it seriously. He was just having fun. But Jared, what was the character's name? Fucking, there was two, and there one's Milo and one's um fucking, I don't know Eugene or something. Well, his name's his name's Lucian. There but but Jared Leto calls him Milo. Yeah. Until one bit right at the end where he calls him Lucian once. No, but no, but the worst thing about it is the guy, the doctor guy, mm. calls him Milo as well, even yes. when he's an adult. Yes. It is the worst fucking thing where they just can't call him by his real fucking name. It's like, what? what? I might rewatch it purely for the Weekly Planet commentary because I'd like to hear what they have to oh, say. Oh, yeah, they just did that, didn't they? I'm like, uh, I might rewatch it every day for the rest of my life. Sure. But um, it's no, I'm just—I'm gonna get it when I got, when I can. I'm gonna get it on digital, and I'm just gonna watch it every day. No, I told you, I'm gonna buy it for you on DVD for your birthday. No, no but if you. I get it on digital, I can watch it on my phone when I'm around the house. I'll get it all free. I'll buy you digital. I'll buy you fucking. I'll fucking buy you the CD of the soundtrack. I fucking. I was, well, you don't have to get that's on. It's on the internet. I will listen to the film while I'm going to sleep. But yeah, I think Matt Smith <laughs> carries it purely because he's the one that's having fun. Jared Leto takes it far too seriously. It sets up a sequel that's never Intriguing. going to happen. Um, it's got just, something to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> it's just dog shit in every way. It's pure, unfiltered dog shit. But, but how excited are you for um, Jared Leto in the Tron sequel, Tron 3? Uh, thing is, I, lo- I really enjoyed, I told you, Tron Legacy. So yeah, now I'm did. like, fuck's sake, like, I bet it's going to be shit. And but... Isn't Killian Murphy in Tron Legacy? <laughs> Yes, very. They were briefly. setting him up for. They were setting him up. <laughs> yeah, for him and it never... to come back. But yeah, I think the thing is right. Yeah. I want to give Morbius like worst from ever forgettable, but it's not. But it is. It's no, me- it, no but, it's no, memorable. It it's it memorable it's for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's very memorable. It's a great. It's a great movie. I love Morbius. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it. It's. An, I'm gonna give it a <laughs> negative memorable because I remember so much of that film for all the wrong the, reasons, the and I wasted is, my life watching this, it. The thing is, is it, it's terrible. It is absolutely atrocious, but it's, it's not offensively bad. No, it's awful, but if it went back into the cinema, I will go and see it. What would you rather watch? Morbius or the second Venom? Oh. <laughs> I think it would be the second Venom. I think there's actually some fun in that, but that's a terrible film No, genuinely, well. I think it might be Morbius. <laughs> Because that, second Venom, that second Venom was fucking nothing as well. It's so bad, like, compared to the first one. Which The first one was like, it was, 
it was interesting. Are they they're making a third Venom? God, yeah. Sony. I hate Sony. I hate them so much. Apart from the fact that they make Playstations. <laughs> Moving on, I'm just going to get angry. Go to your next one, I'm just going to get angry. Okay, I watched After Sun. Not seen that. Any good? It's, uh, well, not many people have seen it because it's, you know, it's been in cinemas and it's on movie. <laughs> um, it is good. It's a very interesting film. The way it's made is very uh, different to the way films are typically made in terms of the way it's shot and stuff like that. Um, it's it's interesting. It's Because I've just heard so many people like talking about it. It's not something that maybe hit me the way it's hit a lot of other people. Yeah. But I think it's quite a beautiful film. Okay. Uh, and I would probably give it... I think I gave it something memorable. Hmm. Oh, I haven't added my lo- my most recent films to, to my list and given it a rating yet. Uh, that one. And I give that one that one. Uh, yeah, so After Sun, memorable. Uh, good, good, good acting from the two leads. Um, Paul Meskel and... I can't remember the name of the... the the actress that plays the girl but they're very good and they're very good together nice and it's quite quite awkward because <laughs> it's like it's obviously i think it's a british production yeah it is yeah, yeah. um but and they always feel quite awkward but it's like, an, like obviously little indie movie drama it's, it's cool it's interesting oh but yeah next film from you i watched everything everywhere all at once yeah fuck um, yeah you did Fuck yeah, I did. It's, again, it's been out for a little while, but I don't want to spoil it in any way because, and I think no. Connor said this to me. Um, I didn't even, I hadn't even seen the trailer. To be fair, I seen. Well, I think I seen it once, but probably would have um, seen the trailer when you went to the cinema. But go into it as blind as you can. Even me saying all this is technically like could ruin it. But no, I don't think. Any, I, don't, I don't. As long as you don't tell them anything about what actually happens in the film, just you know. Yeah, it's it's a very good film. Some amazing performances. Yes. And go, in, go into it as blind as you can, and I think that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, but I gave it best movie ever. I thought it was great. I think the best thing about this film is something that's been happening this award season. It's just how much Ki Hoi Kwan and Brendan Fraser love each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, they both you deserve see, um, all the awards. Every, oh, both, of them, both of them have just been giving amazing speeches. Yes. And did you see that clip of, um, I think, what kind of what awards show it? What was it? The Golden Globes? Like, Ki Hoi Kwan running up to Brendan Fraser. So cute. like afterwards and just like saying congratulations and all that to him and like you can see, Brendan it means so much to both of them. Yeah, it's beautiful. And they, they thoroughly deserve it as well. Oh yeah. What's great is they're both gonna win an Oscar. Yeah. They're both gonna win the Oscar. An Oscar like Brendan Fraser's gonna get best actor and Kiwi Kwan's gonna get best supporting actor. If it doesn't so. happen, it will be the second worst travesty that's ever happened since fucking Chadwick Boseman not winning when they set it up that he was gonna win. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's not talk about that. That's that was insulting. You can um, actually pretty much predict how the Oscars are going to go this year based on like a lot of the awards. Best actress is one hundred percent going to be Kate Blanchett for Tar, yeah. which I still really want to see. But they did not shown it in any fucking cinemas local to me. Oh, it's the worst thing. Like I don't want to. I'm not going all the way to some place and paying extensive amounts to and see it. Like as much as I want to see it. Yeah. Um. And I think best supporting actress is most likely going to go to Angela Bassett. Yeah, I think it will. Um, but yeah, it's looking looking good. Looking, I'm looking forward to. I mean, all the awards are pretty much being won and out at the moment, and all the important ones. Oscars are obviously the biggest, most prestigious ones, but like they're all important for, to the actors, I guess. I don't know. Awards yeah. mean nothing really, but they're fun. Um, go then. Uh, what's your last one? That film. Uh, that was that film you said. Uh, my last, not my last film. Sorry, I've got one more, and I've got one more after that. 
Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I watched Old Boy. Oh. Not the remake, the original. The, uh, the original, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, make sure it's the original. The Korean movie. Yeah. Um, incredible movie, incredible movie. I saw that when I was, like, fucking, like, 14. Yeah, I couldn't imagine seeing it then. It's so, like, oh my god. It's fucked. It's, it's fucked. It's fucked up, but it's so good. Yeah. It's the way it does everything. Uh, and it's because it's an old film. I don't care about spoiling it, but I'm, the one, not everything. The one detail I'm going to say is, you know, the uh, the antagonist of the film. Yeah. You know, when he's in the lift and he's having like that flashback to like when he let when he let his sister die. Yeah. Um, and like his hands outstretched and then it goes to the like the shape of like a gun and it clicks and it cuts to him shooting himself in the head. Yeah. Incredible piece of filmmaking. That oh, was great. Absolutely <laughs> like, great. Because you see his hand moving into the shape of a gun, and then you hear the sound effect, and then the next shot is just him blowing his head off, and it's like his brains out, and you're like, "Holy shit, that is an incredible shot!" And you just feel fucking awful for the main guy. Oh no, the the way the film ends is actually is awful, but it's like, oh my god, Korean cinema is so good. Yeah, I've I've only seen a few like Korean films now, and like obviously I've seen a few films by um Bong Joon Ho, like Parasite. No, no, I'm talking about oh. Bonjun. He's the mo- who I've seen the most. I've seen Parasite, um, Okja, and Snowpiercer. Yeah. Um, and all three of those films are incredible. Um, and I've seen this, obviously, which is Park Chan... Park Chan-wook? Park Chan-wook? I think that might be wrong. Um, Old Boy. 2003. No, you're right. Was I getting his name right? Park Chan... Park Chan-wook, yeah. Park yeah. Chan-wook. Um, who has done a lot of stuff as well, but I don't really know all of it. Yeah. But, oh shit, he was a producer on Snowpiercer. Oh, The Handmaiden, which I'm going to watch soon. And Decision to Leave. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching both of those films uh, this week, this coming week. Um, Because I've got my seven-day trial, free trial of movie, and they're all on there. Um, yeah. I have to see those. But, um, yeah, I've seen them. Age of Shadows is another Korean film I've seen, which is really good. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, oh, oh, it's such a good film. Yeah, it's fucking, <laughs> it's fucking great. I did not expect to... I mean, I've always heard so many amazing things about it, but I did not expect to like it that much. Did you know... Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but do you, know, do you know like the big thing that happened in it? Do you, do oh, you I knew none that? of it. I knew none of it. Fuck me. I, the only thing I knew about it was the hallway sequence. Shit. Well, that's it, because the difference between the original and the remake is in the original, he's, he he kind of lives his life, in a sense. But in the remake, he just he just goes and traps himself somewhere, and that's how he lives out the rest of his days. It's fucked. Yeah, it's because they don't want to leave it. They don't, the, the, the remake is obviously Hollywood's version, and they don't want the story to be like the ambiguous kind of ending, the ambiguous kind of not not good ending yeah because obviously there's a the end the end shot of this is he's like got like he's like he's hugging the girl with um with like a smile on his face but it slowly like moves into a more ambiguous expression as it says on wikipedia yeah Yeah. and it's like god it's mad the film's mad when you but you slowly sort of piece it together yourself as well yeah uh before it happens you're like oh i know i know where this is going now Yeah. Once you set up that this is a theme, once you set up this is a theme with the flashbacks, I was like, oh, I know where it's going now. And yeah, do you know what helps it? Do you know what actually really helps hammer it home? 
um, without spoiling it, that's the sex scene between them. Yeah. Is so uncomfortable. Oh yeah. It's so awkward. And then when you find out the ending, you're like, oh no, oh I yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's 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 quite a watch, but uh, it's fucked, it's amazing. But it's, there's a reason. It's good, it's there's a film. reason why it's been remade. There's a reason why it's talked about a lot. Yeah, oh, great movie. I'm so happy I watched it. One of the best films I've ever seen. Yeah, it's mad. It's best mad. movie. Best movie ever. Um, well, my last one. It's my last film for last year. Actually, it's the last one I watched in 2022. <sighs> <laughs> Fucking hell. all right, mate. Jesus, that was um, quite more shocked than it sounded. But yeah, fine. sure. Um, I watched Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Um, nice. Hadn't seen it before. Heard not about it. My daddy. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, they're both great. A big fan of Jack Black, anyway. Um, don't have a lot to say about it. I'll be honest. They but, lived a humble family, religious through and through. Yeah, that whole scene was fucking brilliant. But um, <laughs> I'd give it memorable because I did really, really enjoy it. It was a nice, it was a nice, uh, fun film to watch on New Year's Eve. Oh, the um, dragon's balls were blazing as I stepped into his cave and I slashed his fucking cockles with a long and shiny blade. <laughs> it's so good. Like that opening. Do you think that opening is amazing? Oh yeah. Most of the film is actually forgettable, but, but like... that opening, that opening's great. It's insane. Um, um, then you got the scene where he first meets um, Kyle Gass. Yeah. K- KG. And there, and uh, he sings that song with him. Um, it's great. But yeah, it's good. really, really enjoyed it. it. A lot of and fun. That's, that's me done. Um, you should, I've li- the Tenacious D's music's pretty good as well. I've listened to it. I'm going to listen to all of their albums, actually. They're pretty solid. Oh, I haven't listened to their most recent album. I've listened to Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny, and Rise of the Phoenix. But yeah. Obviously their song Tribute is great as well. Yeah. Fantastic song. Um, last film I watched was actually today, as we're recording. I watched it before. Um, nice. Is a film from 1993 called Matinee. Hmm. Which I had never heard of until very recently. Neither have I. Um, it is starring John Goodman, and it's sort of a, inspired by like a real life filmmaker who made like B movie horror movies. Okay. And it's like it's about like John Goodman's character as a producer who's made this B movie horror movie, and it's sort of set also around the Cuban Missile Crisis. Okay. Um, there's a lot more you could probably read into the film and talk about like its re- like its representation of the time and like. A lot. There's a lot of themes in it in that sense, but it's actually it's really fun. Like, I think I really I really love the ending. It's get gets it goes. It's kind of insane the ending. Like not over the top, but it is pretty silly. Yeah. Um. But it's a lot of fun. John Good John Goodman's great. There's a lot of young actors in it that are pretty good. None of whom are really still around in the industry. Some of them are. Naomi Watts is in it in, in a scene. I didn't even realize. Oh shit. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's pretty fun he's made he's made a film called mant which is about a man who is turning into an ant you know like those you know like those old crappy b-movie horror movies yeah and it's really silly and just over the top and um but yeah it's sort of don't know what else what i can really say about it but yeah set around sort of the, yeah the cuban missile crisis and yeah i can't know what else i can really say about it it's just it's fun and i feel like That's there's right. also some stuff in it you can see some sort of relevance to today's world a little bit as well yeah. Um 
but it was just something I just thought it was short and I didn't have enough time to watch something longer that I wanted to watch so I was like this is on the list let's just give it a go and yeah, you know what not? I liked it I would give it memorable good it was a decent film and I like John Goodman I've always liked John Goodman yeah he's good he's a solid actor probably I don't know I think he's a good man <laughs> he's, a good so. man. he's a good man he's a good man he's <laughs> a good man a few <laughs> a few goodmans have you seen it? It's like a tra- it's like a remake of like the poster A Few Good Men and it's just three pictures of John Goodman. Nice. Um He's done a lot, hasn't he? He has. Um shitloads. What's the last what's something he's done? I haven't seen him in a lot recently. Cloverfield Lane? Twelve Cloverfield Lane or whatever it is. That was two thousand sixteen or something. Sure. Kong Skull Island. Yeah, that's around the same time as well. Uh, oh, he hasn't been in anything for a few years, really. Uh, 2022, he was in a documentary film as a narrator. I think he's been on TV more. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like more TV. I mean, he is older now, so I can imagine he's probably winding down a bit. Yeah, I know he's doing a sitcom. Um, how old is he now, anyway? 70, so he's not that old. 70's yeah. a good age. Yes, yeah, alright. But yeah, anyway, I like John Goodman. Yeah, so do I. Uh, but yeah, that's all the films. All the films. There we go. And uh, that brings to a conclusion the first year of media we consumed last month. And I say first year because we're going to sort of still do it, but not in the same way. Yes, like we said, there's going to be um, a few changes going forward, I think it's fair to say. not We're not going to say them now. We want to we wanna plan them ourselves and we'll, like we said, we'll, we'll keep... We'll, put everything on social media you never know maybe we'll do like a little um five minute uh, mini episode where we'll tell you some of the changes as well but um we'll drop we'll definitely drop something that'll be like a here's what's happening and maybe we'll drop like a, we'll have a trailer probably like we did yeah. last time but just um, just give us just give us a bit of time we don't want to pressure ourselves we want to make sure we do it perfect because we've really enjoyed season three and the reason we yeah. enjoyed season three is because we took our time with it but let's just quickly obviously before we wrap up yeah yeah, yeah. I want to say, is there anything you can think of like off the top of your head that's a film or a couple of films this year that you're really looking forward to? Looking forward to? Yeah, this year, in 2020. Um, films, I would say, just to name a few, uh, Across the Spider-Verse, part one. Um, yeah, well, no, in... it's just Across the Spider-Verse now. Oh, sorry, yeah. Because um, the next one's called... Um... Beyond. Yes. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is probably in my top three of the year. Yeah. Um, Mission Impossible June. Absolutely, Mission Impossible in June. Yeah. Um, oh, and Indiana Jones. I don't know why I didn't say anything for that, but yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to Mission Impossible and obviously June. I'll I tell you what, June. I'm now getting really excited for Super Mario as well. I'll tell you what about Blue Beetle. <laughs> Forgot that was coming out. Um, um, yeah, everyone did. Um, I'm looking forward to like. Uh, there's a few films that I hadn't thought about. And the were I've seen recently talked about like um The Killer, which is David Fincher's new film. Okay. Coming to Netflix at the end of the year. Um Rebel Moon, which is Zack Snyder's film, his sci fi yes, film. Yes, me for Rebel Moon. I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes, even though I've not always been on board with Zack Snyder's stuff. Obviously a Spider Man, yeah. Fast X, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how it turns out. Yeah. Uh Creed Free, like I'm one of my top ones I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Just this month and but this week, coming week, I'm looking forward to seeing the Fablemans. Oh yeah, comes out for next Friday. Um, I'm seeing Babylon on Monday, probably. 
Um, Atman and the Wasp, kind of, just because it's coming soon. Yeah, I've got a ticket to that. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'll probably get tickets closer to the time. Um, Puss in Boots, The Lost Wish. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that because it's meant to be great. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Guardians of the Galaxy, Transformers, Extraction 2, <laughs> Barbie. Uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer definitely because they're obviously same day they're coming out. Um, I um, know there's a there's a Ninja Turtles film this year, an animated yeah. film. I'm excited for that. Um, the Marvels, I'm looking forward to. Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom, I I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Asteroid Dungeon- City, which is uh, Wes Anderson's new film, I'm really looking forward to that. Always has Dun- amazing casts. Dungeons and Dragons, I'm yep. excited for that as well. Uh, I think that's what about Wonka. Yeah, I'll see it. Yeah. With, with Timothy Chalamet, about Gran Turismo. <laughs> I didn't know they were making that until that. There's a trailer. Thing. Yeah, until there's they released tr- that trailer, I had no idea. There's a trailer. I knew it was happening. I just didn't think. I was like, "How do you make? How do you make a Gran Turismo film?" <laughs> Apparently, yeah. it, it, it looks like they're really like they're doing like a lot of stuff with it, like practically and everything. Yeah. Like it looks like they're really. Good. I have, I didn't watch the trailer, but like I will because I just remembered there was a trailer. Uh, I know Disney might have got some animated stuff. Elemental, Wish. But I don't really know anything about those. Renfield? Yep, Renfield. Shazam? Shazam! Uh, 65, which is that film where Adam Driver does things. Yep. It's meant to be really... Have you heard of... Do you know what it is? Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, It's one of those things that a lot of people are saying, don't spoil it. Like what it what it's about? Yeah, no, that yeah. Even without even with the trailer already being out, that people are saying like don't don't tell people what it is. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I I saw the Scream Six trailer very recently. I, I think it looks really good. Yeah, well we've we've been um, we've been working on that where I work, so we saw saw that a couple of weeks ago. I think that looks pretty decent. Yeah, um, I, have a fr- yeah. I have a friend that loves the Scream franchise. Um, oh nice, it's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, look. A big year for films, I think. Upcoming stuff. Yeah, I think it is. Got a few packed months. Summer looks like it's going to... June, July specifically, I've got some big things. Okay, then. Tell me what are your top... What are your, what are your kind of top three most anticipated that if all goes well, they'll also end up being your top three of the year? Films? Yeah. Uh, Dune, part two. Yep. Barbie. Yep. Um... Mission Impossible. Okay. I think those are the ones that I want to love the most. Um, but it might end up being something else entirely. Like, I don't know. I mean, nothing, none of the Marvel things, I think, will be up there. But, like, I'll still enjoy them. But, you know. Mine. Across the Spider-Verse. Mm, oh, I mean, apart from, yeah, that, that I want to love that. But I'll, you know, wait until it's out. Mission Impossible. <laughs> and Indiana Jones. Oh, of course, yeah. See, there's, there's so many things coming this year, and it's like, I feel like... It's I really hard like, to pick this year. And it's even, like, loads of films that probably we haven't even heard of that are coming out. There's loads of films that haven't been given release, like, confirmed release dates yet that are supposed to be coming this year. Yeah. Like, streaming stuff and that. Um, the Killers of the Flower Moon is supposed to be this year, which is Scorsese's next film. Oh, shit, yeah. With Leonardo DiCaprio, and I'm really looking forward to that, because as much as Scorsese hates Marvel movies, I still love his films. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, Asteroid City as well. I want to love that because it's West Anderson. <laughs> but yeah, I think 
Yeah, the ones I said I'm going to stick with. Mission Impossible, Barbie, and Dune. Yep, same. Uh, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible, Spider-Man. Cool. Well, that is it. We have come to the end of another so bonus. I, so I think it's safe to say that the the uh, the complete most anticipated film of the podcast is Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, because we both said it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, we want to hear what your most anticipated films oh, are. Oh yeah. Um. Let us know. We have two smart microphones everywhere. There's Facebook, Twitter. There's Instagram, that's TikTok, and we have an email address, twosmokemicrophonespod at gmail.com. So, um, like we said, keep an eye out on all of those um, for more information of what's coming up. Um, we have separate Twitters, so Connor's is ConnorJordan underscore 96. There you'll find his link tree to all of his work. Um, check all of that out. And uh, I am Harry Young Edits on Twitter as well, where you'll find a link tree to all of my work. Um... This has been the Two Smoker Microphones bonus episode. Um, and I think it only leaves Connor with one thing that you guys need to always remember. You need to always remember to... Uh... Oh, shit. What's that line from The Simpsons? Um... That's it, yeah. Good night and keep watching the skis. I mean, skies. <laughs> uh, no, enjoy your scones, people. Enjoy your scones. I should have said it wrong because I said skis into the skies, like the Simpsons quote. I should have said, keep watching the scones. It's too late now. <laughs> it's too late now. I'll keep this in. <laughs>